Neither the Time Nor the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David, and as always, I am joined by the percussive Matt. Hello there. So, <laughs> the Here moment has arrived. Um, the End of Time. Yep. Parts one and two. Yep. Because uh, we're just treating this as one story, like a standard two-parter. Uh, God knows how long this episode's going to be, because it's we're talking two hours and... And fifteen minutes yep. or thereabouts yep. of non-stop, full-blown RTD. Whole evening of my life lost, <laughs> lost to these. Now episodes. I did tell you on multiple occasions. Try and space these out. They were broadcast a week apart, and you yeah. need a bit of breathing space between them. But no, you just went ahead. Just knock them out in a just, night. Yeah. How did how did that go for you, Matt? I think it made me ill. <laughs> You might notice I've got like a croaky voice. I think these episodes did me some harm. I, I'm not surprised. So I, I might as well tell you how I feel about these episodes up front. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to attempt an anal- analogy. Last week I attempted a sports analogy and that probably didn't go brilliantly because I don't really watch sports. I'm now going to attempt a, me- a meat-based analogy despite the fact that I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> to me... This is a lovely steak dinner where you've got a beautiful, juicy steak accompanied by some horrible, cold, watery, mushy vegetables, lumpy mash, etc., etc. You can kind of discard all of that other stuff and just try very hard to focus on that beautiful steak. The beautiful steak in this story are all the scenes... Featuring the Doctor and Wilf. See, I, I would liken this to beans on toast. Right, okay. okay. Sticking with the food analogies. Yeah. yeah, I mean, pretty enjoyable. But ultimately, you know, I won't be thinking about this in three <laughs> weeks' time. <laughs> it had no emotional resonance for you whatsoever. When it finished, I just sort of closed my laptop and thought, right, go to bed. And that was like all I thought about this episode. Wow. Because if there is one thing that these episodes are trying really, really hard to do, it's to make you feel stuff. Yeah, and I mean... And it just completely failed? No, no, no. I do agree. Wilf, you know, I, I could talk about how great he is all day. Yeah. He, he yeah, I, I enjoyed that aspect. Yeah. I, I think if you isolate all the scenes, like the, the well, we'll get to them, but like the scene of the cafe, mm. the scene where they're talking on the spaceship, the, you know, the the, the final moments. Oh, Cribbins is just he's good. Out. He is so good. He's good. I worry about Cribbins because I've googled him a lot recently, <laughs> and there's sort of like no news. So right. I I just hope he's well because obviously yeah. he's old. Yeah. Uh, he has done stuff since Doctor Who. No, 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 I know that. But I just hope he's okay. Yeah, I hope so I just too. want the best for him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, they they talk about it in this episode. I'd be cra- proud if he was my dad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. I mean, I've got a dad, and he's awesome as it is, but yeah. Cribbins is pretty good. As a bonus dad? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um. So anyway, yeah, so that's I kind of... I probably have more praise to heap on this episode than you, by the sounds of it. But uh, but also, it's not without its substantial where, flaws. Where, where would you rank this in terms of finales? Ah, oh, bottom of the pile. Really? 
I can't remember yeah. what you ranked bottom last time. I think uh, Stolen Earth and Journey's End. Yeah. The, the, I, the bigger and more bombastic Russell T Davis gets with his finales, the less I enjoy them. See, I, I'd place this above the other master finale. You know what, actually, maybe you're right. I might just... I don't know. Um, we'll talk about it in terms of how it treats the master. Um, yeah. What I will say is, this is a dreadful master story. See, I... I quite like what I've seen of the master so far. Uh-huh. Though I don't think I'm yet to see him in a good story. Yeah, I would say that's that's fair. Is it, um, is it John Sims? John Sim, yeah. He, he's brilliant. Oh, he is fantastic at everything he is given to do. It's just what he is given to do, Dude, I it think. is absolute rubbish. Yeah, it, it's he has a thankless job yeah. in, this, in these stories. But he, yeah, no, he's brilliant. In it. And if you enjoy his performance, you've got to go back and check out Life on Mars. Mm. He is so good in that. If you enjoy him as an actor... He is brilliant in that, and it's two series, and you're done. Ignore Ashes to Ashes; that doesn't exist. <laughs> Just yeah, uh, really, really good TV. But uh, yeah, which is why I, I was always a fan of that when he was cast as the Master, and so I've always had a soft spot for John Sim as the Master. But as you say, he doesn't. He he hasn't had a good story yet. Right? If if we if we separate some of the Doctor's enemies, yeah. If if we were doing top tier, yeah, it'd be Dalek, Cybermen, Master. Yes, am I right in? Yeah, no, th- those are your kind of your, those are your uh, A list enemies. I have. I don't think I've seen a good Cyberman story, and I haven't seen yeah. a good Master story. Yeah, but I have a lot more fondness for the Master. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, well, he's a more interesting concept mm. as a villain, you know, just because there's that personal history to it. Mm. Anyway, we've got a lot of like stuff to get yeah. through with these stories, so let's just pile into it, shall right. we? So it begins with Timothy Dalton. Why not? Did you know going in that? I mean, well, did you because you don't see him? Do no, you, you no. just recognise the voice. Well, I had to have a little check. Yeah, because I was like. Who is that? That's a because it's a heck of a voice. And I know we've talked about John Sims, but I think Dalton is good in this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's enjoying. I mean, I think we'll talk like, about it more when he appears. Yeah, but yeah, that was a nice trait. I, I didn't see coming. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's Christmas in yeah. London. Yeah, we've got Dalton on on voiceover, and Wilf is seemingly the only person that remembers what's happened so we've got the memory wipe that explains it for a lot of people but does he mean forgotten in the sense that most people have just moved on well if you remember the 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 last year of the master's plan was just undone at the end of series three so like they they rewound time so in terms of remember are they specifically talking about the master i think so Uh, i didn't know if they were just talking about all the horrible things that have happened no i think it was specifically talking about harold saxon and because basically what happened as as far as most people are aware of i think is basically they had harold saxon for a prime minister a bit he went a bit weird and then they moved on and had another prime minister and so there was no you know like no sort of people being enslaved and the the, the toclophane 
decimating the population and all that. That didn't happen. Oh, I forgot about the Tom Cruise thing. Yeah. Good God. Better that way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Wilf goes to church. Yes. And is there a reason or is it simply because it's Christmas? Because he seems almost compelled. Uh, well, because he's like, he had that moment in the street where he's like, Basically, the master sort of appears in his mind and, mm. you know, is laughing and, and that kind of no- knocks him off his feet a little bit, I think. And so I think it's just to kind of recalibrate. Cause he, he says, you know, like, he's not much of a one for churches, yeah. but he just seemed like he needed to have a bit of solitude and peace. So when he goes in, he notices in the stained glass window, there's a little blue box. Yeah. Little TARDIS. Cute, isn't it? And... A lady appears. Yeah, mysterious lady. Yeah. We need to talk about her at the end. We will. Trust me. And she calls it the legend of the blue box. Yeah. That there was a sainted physician that defeated a demon on this very site. Yeah. RTD with his whole Dr. Christ parallels again. Yeah. I can do without it, to be honest. Yeah. So the woman disappears as Wilf hears laughter. Yeah. And... I don't know, was it well known that this was a master story at the time? Yeah. Because immediately it just goes, it's the master. Yeah, yeah. They de- there was no attempt to like kind of make it a fun reveal. Like It was all over the Radio Times months in advance. There was like, I, I think if you watch the Next Time trailer on uh, The Waters of Mars, which is obviously like, <laughs> a couple of months prior to when it was broadcast, um... There is like it just has the master front and center in that trailer, right. so so we knew yeah, there was no was hiding it. Yeah. So we then have the titles, and afterwards the doctor appears to speak to Ood Sigma. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sick of the Ood. <laughs> right. Did you enjoy Midlife Crisis Doctor? Yeah. If he knew he he was on his way to his death. Yeah. He may as well have a little bit of fun. Before it happens. Yeah. So he he strolls out of the TARDIS, sunglasses. Is it a sombrero? Yeah. Yeah. And one of those like Hawaiian uh, flower uh, wreaths. Mm. And the TARDIS now has central locking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little, little boop boop joke. So we're, we're on the planet of the Ood. I don't know whether that planet has a name. It's just the Ood. Home the Ood sphere. The Ood sphere. Yeah. And it's a hundred years later. 100 years since Planet of the Ood. Yes. Uh, and the Doctor acknowledges things are too advanced. Something is wrong. Yeah. That their technology shouldn't have come this far. Yeah. A bit uh, presumptuous. I think maybe the Ood are just smart, Doctor. The Ood are so boring. <laughs> they are. Come on, let's oh. talk about it. But they're, they're such gentle, peaceful souls. But they're boring. <laughs> like, I think because they don't emote anything. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, because yeah. even when they and the Doctor are sort of putting their ideas together to get an accurate picture of what's happening, yeah, they're just like, oh, Time Lords. <laughs> yeah, it's all a, li- a little sort of portentous and ponderous, isn't it? Yeah. So the mind of the Ood is troubled. It's been having bad dreams. Mm-hmm. So the Doctor meets with the Ood elders and they do like a weird fire pit ritual yeah why not in which they see the master they see wilf they see i've called them a random couple 
but it turns out it's a man and his daughter later on. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we, we get to them when we get to them, but the point is that, the, you know, the Doctor acknowledges they're new to him. He doesn't yeah. know who they are. And we see the Master's wife, Lucy Saxon. Yeah. Did you expect to see her again? Well, yeah, because there is a twist I didn't see coming Yeah. in here. Um, again, we'll probably have to discuss that. We definitely will, yeah. Um, so... It turns out she's not the one that picked up the ring. Yeah, now, indeed. That, you you were very strongly uh, theorizing that. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. So. Which I, I was I didn't want to say anything at the time, but I was like, I mean, she did hate his guts by the end of it. Yeah, but she did shoot him. Could have all been part of the plan. <laughs> you know, we made stupider things. But anyway, yeah, no, it wasn't it wasn't uh, her that picked up the ring. But nor is it anyone that you would have had any conception no, of at all. It's just a lady. Just a lady. <laughs> Not the lady that we saw earlier on. This is another yeah. unnamed random lady. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Ood now can see through time. Yeah, why not? I mean, they've just got that now. Yeah. <laughs> so not only can they see through time, but they can now see the end of time itself. Ooh. Titular... Uh, line there yeah. yeah so as they say that the doctor realizes things are going to go very bad very quickly yeah so he runs to the tardis at the same time lucy saxon is called forth she's like in a dungeon a prison i think it's meant to be like a women's prison i don't know it, 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 it is it's just very badly realized on screen yeah i mean it looks <laughs> like the set of nightmare <laughs> it does yeah it's Okay, let's just address up front now the whole, everything about this whole uh, Master Resurrection scene thing is just utter nonsense. Start to finish. I mean, I'm no expert, but (laughs) canonically, this isn't how it works. Uh, Okay. Right, they they sort of have a seance for him. (laughs) Okay, and there's potions involved. Yeah. There's the secret books of Saxon, which is a thing that has never been referenced before or since. Okay, it is just... RTD has just pulled it wholesale out of his arse. Yeah, they knew where they needed to go. Yeah. With no idea of how to get there. But but what I don't understand is, why make it this elaborate? If they could have just been like... I don't know, put the ring in a machine and then he's yeah, back or... I don't know. It, it just seems like it's... Because there's like a double crossing as well at one point. <laughs> yeah. Where like that someone... Got... Th- you think she's in the... Uh, the uh, like her prison guard was part of this sort of inner right. Saxon cult. Hold on. Let, let's okay. talk through this process in order. Do we... Right. Okay, right. We'll try. We'll try. So they have some books and yeah. a potion <laughs> and a ring. Yeah. And for some reason, they need the kiss of his wife. <laughs> but is it like a genetic thing somehow? Yeah. But like, presumably she's washed her face in so this sort of preceding year. They, they sort of just okay. put that in the middle of the room. Then yeah. a big smoky monster appears yeah. with the master at the top of it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm back. I'll never yeah. die. Then the person who's holding a gun to his wife is actually her friend. Yes, who's been working with her 
who gives her a red potion that is like the opposite of the potion that the the, the Saxon cult people have made, which they throw into some smoke. Yeah, it doesn't appear to like it doesn't stop him from becoming back. Yeah, but it goes a bit wrong. Yeah, basically. It, Oh, it's absolute hogwash. It's so it? convoluted, and it's so, and like okay, the master has a bit of a history of weird resurrections. Mm. That is kind of one of his things, because like one of his chief motivations for a lot of stories is the fact that he's either come to the end of his regeneration cycle, or he's like he's desperately trying to claim extra lives. Um, one of the more notable ones that comes to my mind is is uh, the. I don't want to say too much because we're going to watch it eventually, I think. The the 1996 Paul McGann movie. Mm-hmm. Um, where he spends like some of it as basically a, a goo snake. Right. Just a sort of a snake made of CGI goo. So, like, weird master regenerations are a thing. Mm-hmm. But this is the dumbest. This beats the goo snake for me as just the dumbest master regeneration I've ever seen. It's just... Dumb full stop. Yeah. Like, take it out of context. Imagine if I said, oh, do you want to watch this programme where a smoky man from a potion gets another potion thrown at him because his wife kissed some paper. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's it's like sub-Harry Potter, isn't it? It's just nonsense. Okay. Anyway. Whilst this is all happening... Uh, the woman from before appears on Wilf's TV. Yeah, mysterious woman is back. Is this still mysterious? It's not when he's watching the Queen's speech at this point, is it? I think he's maybe, just got TV maybe, on. I think it is maybe the Queen's speech. Right. Yeah. But everyone, Donna and Donna's mum, yeah. are too busy. They're to doing notice. Christmas stuff. Yeah. They're um, opening rude greetings cards and whatnot. Yeah. Because Donna's engaged now. Oh, she is, yes, yeah. She's got a new fiancé. He seems nice. He does seem nice, doesn't Doesn't seem in league with, like, an alien overlord, like her last fiancé. Yeah. Good. So, the TARDIS freaks out as the Doctor's on his way to see the Master. Yeah. And the Doctor arrives, but the prison that they were in is now rubble. It's in ruins. Yeah. And this mystery couple from earlier are watching the devastation via CCTV and they see a man escape. Yeah. And they prepare the gate. Yeah. Right. So our big old MacGuffin for the episode. Yeah, there's quite a lot. That was one of my frustrations with this episode is there's a lot early on that seems very important that isn't explained. Yeah, yeah. It's, It's all just... You can feel the kind of... The scaffolding creaking as 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 RTD is like just moving all of these things into place in yeah. order to do what he wants to do with the episode. So it's it's not elegant. So Wilf excuses himself to go for a drink with some mates. Yeah, but actually he's got. Are they called the Silver Cloak? The Silver Cloak. Yeah, yeah. Which is his little army of old people. Yeah. That are hunting down the Doctor yeah. on his behalf. And I think this is adorable. Your mileage may vary, but I love it. Yeah. No, no, no. I was all for this. Yeah. I liked it a lot better than Linda. 
Yes, yeah. It's a, in some ways a similar concept, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. it's I, get, I think just because it's adorable old people. It's yeah, just well, fun. one of them's Jim Whitfield. Yeah, it? so yeah, as uh, what's her name? Is it Minnie? Minnie. Yes, Minnie the Minx. Does she refer yeah. to herself as? Yeah, um, I mean. Maybe the, the the certifiable sex pest would be nearer the mark. Yeah, well, it's, we'll ob- it's <laughs> obvious that like her and Wilf are like the alphas of their group. Yeah, and they have a fondness for one another. Absolutely. Um, we then cut to like a burger van. Yes, in the middle of like an industrial area. <laughs> it, it, it effectively wasteland, as yeah. far as we can tell. I feel like. Even a even a cheap burger van should set itself up at a p- more prime location than that. But then it's serving two people yeah. who I couldn't work out if they worked in this like steel mill area or if me- they were just homeless. I think they're meant to be homeless. But if they're homeless, how can they pay for burgers? Because they can beg. Yeah. I th- Plus, one of them's called Ginger and he doesn't have ginger hair. I so. think that's the point. Yeah. Well, I think it's meant to be a funny nickname. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a. You it's, can't give someone a nickname for something they're not. Like I hate it when like really tall people are called Titch. Yeah. Or short people are called I don't know. Does happen. Stretch. Right? Does happen. I don't know. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, because later on the guys um sort of talking about how like if you you know if you're careful with it you can make it last all day and stuff. So like I I think the the strong implication is they're homeless, mm. but. Yeah, still, I don't understand why a burger van would be set up in a desolate industrial landscape during the Christmas season. Like, nobody's going to be working. It's like meant to be like Christmas Eve or something. Yeah. They'd, they'd be but up. There's not a soul for home. miles around. Yeah. It's not worth them to fire up the uh I the, think the fryer. sometimes this episode conveniently forgets it's Christmas. Definitely. Like it references it and then it just drops it. Like right case in point, there. like burger van. Yeah, middle of nowhere. <laughs> anyway, there so, is one. Well, yeah, and the master's there. Yeah, apparently he's super fast now as well. Yeah, and he just wants to eat everything. Yeah, one of the homeless people notices he looks like Harold Saxon, and he does. Yeah, until he goes all skeletony. Yeah. He just has a touch of the skeletons. Happens to the best yeah. of us. Um, so when people realise that he's a bit skeleton, yeah. they run away yeah. to the burger van. But it doesn't really matter because the owner of the burger vans are also skeletons now. Yeah, he's he's sizzled them. Yeah, for some reason. So he's 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 acting more erratic than usual. Like the, the master's not usually the most stable of people, but here he is just completely off the deep end. So the doctor appears. To confront him, yeah. And when he's searching for the master, the master realizes the doctor's coming, so he starts striking an oil drum. Yeah, and he hits it four times. Four times, but he's not knocking technically. So yeah, I don't know. Part of me at this point was like, well, is the master gonna kill him? Like, it's a bit early, isn't it, for the whole knocking? Yeah, you, you can tell it's 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 a bit of a. a Plus, false. they've built up he will knock four times yeah. so much for him not to be technically knocking. I didn't think that was yeah. going to go anywhere. Yeah. So the doctor runs to him, but in my notes I've just put, the master can jump like mad. 
He's like he's like Hulk jumping, isn't he? He's just like he, launching himself into the air. Very much two thousand and nine jumping, isn't he? Uh, I don't know if you've ever yeah. seen the film. Is it Hancock with Will Smith? I haven't, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, he, he does oh. jump in like that, in it does he? Is there a film called Jumper? I'm certain there is, and it's just like that. Oh, is it? I didn't know. I've heard of Jumper. I didn't know the thing was it was just a bloke that can jump though. I assumed well, it was more like they were like jumping through space portals or something. I don't know. I've never seen it. I I'm think it's a little bit of it's... both. Okay. Like, I think it's got Hayden Christensen in it. Okay. And I'm pretty certain he can like jump from place to place, but also just jump really high. Or I might be misremembering. <laughs> okay. But, but anyway, yeah, it is very off its time. The, the whole thing is, look, I love the master as a villain. What I do not like is when in this episode they've effectively turned him into like a second rate X-Men villain yeah he's like he's shooting lightning bolts from his hands he's like he's doing a flashy yeah he's got the power thing. to have all the powers oh god I just look it's not about powers the whole point of the, the appeal of the master is it's it's a battle of wits between him and the doctor but here he's just mad but can shoot lightning and but... jump really high are all these powers the result of the failed resurrection? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the Doctor is about to have the Master cornered. Yeah. He's going to seize the day. But Wilf just interrupts. <laughs> yeah. Poor uh, timing. Yeah. And then we have an awkward run-in with loads of old people. Yeah. So they all really fancy the Doctor and say they how handsome he is. Yeah. And... Yeah. Minnie has a bit of a cops of feel. So yeah. the Doctor takes Wilf and he agrees to sort of meet with him, have a chat. Yeah. He understands the master's escape for now. And they go to a nice little cafe. They do. Yeah. And the doctor thinks Wilf must be special in some way. Yeah. Says some people spent hundreds of years trying to find the doctor. The Wilf's done done it in about half an hour. Yep. I mean it's a fair point. And he explains to Wilf he's going to die. Yeah. I think is it at this point he tells him he's 904 years old. I think that comes a bit later. Right. But but yeah, and the the this scene is is significant in the way it it's rare you hear the doctor talking about what regeneration is like to experience. And so it's quite important I think what some of the what he says here where he says like even if I regenerate it feels like dying. Mm. It it feels like, you know, I end and some other man walks away yeah so that that's quite heavy stuff yeah no um um but we find out the reason Wilf brought him specifically to this cafe yeah is because he knew Donna was going to be around and yeah. he implores the doctor to work with her again oh, to God. save her yeah. and it just breaks your heart doesn't mm. it because like because the doctor like you know he's breaking down at this point because he, he talks, he, he says to Wilf, he's, you know, I did some things, they went wrong. He's always referring to the the waters of Mars mm. and what happened there. And he's just like, you can just feel that he's at the end of his tether. And, and Wilf's lying to him. What about, you know, good old Donna? Wouldn't, wouldn't she make me laugh again? I was like, oh. Yeah. That hits me. He's that. so good. I know we talk about uh, it all the time. But what, what else can you say? Fucking yeah. amazing. 
Yeah, he's so good at this scene, and it's like, this is part of the steak I was referring to. It's yeah, just, it's he's so good. Yeah. Every line where he speaks about Donna, you feel the emotion so much. Yeah, you really he, do. He's amazing. Yeah. So, from that really poignant, amazing, beautiful scene, lovely scene, I, I've then put the next line in my notes: Who are this couple, and what <laughs> is the gate? Yeah. They're so mystifying. I didn't even realise they're not a couple. Because yeah. they're of similar age and they're yeah, always walking like, together. Yeah, it's weird that it's like father and daughter when, yeah, they do look like they could just be a couple. Yeah. But they're not. <clears throat> yeah. So, I did think at one point, are they like weird aliens where they're like father and daughter who've possessed a couple oh, or yeah, something maybe, like that? Yeah, it's a strong theory. So, from there, the Doctor goes to speak to the Master again. Yeah. The Master can shoot lightning now. Yeah. Again, he's got all the powers. And he zaps the Doctor. Yeah. So, the Doctor says he needs the Master's help to stop it, to stop the end of time. Yeah. Because it's sort of constantly in the background. There's this battle between the Doctor and the Master, but the Doctor knows something bigger is a play. Yeah, he's had that prophecy with the uh, with the Ood, and so he's like, he's he's the master is essentially almost a distraction to whatever else is happening. Yeah, not that he knows what it is. So they have a bit of a heart to heart, and the Doctor puts his head to the Master's, yeah. and he finally hears the insanity. He hears that yeah. drumming that we'd heard all the way through. Yes, uh, the sound of drums. Yeah, one, uh, two, three, four. But then again, I've just put the master blasts off. Yeah, like yeah, and that's the thing. It's not even consistent, is it? Because previously he just did big jumping, and this time he he like uses his lightning hands and yeah. like launches himself like a rocket. But just as he blasts off, he's sedated and kidnapped. Yeah. So the one time his powers, he's got all the powers, but yeah. he just doesn't use them here. Fair enough. Yeah. So and then the doctor shot at. I don't know if we've ever seen him actually be shot at in this way. Not in present day Earth, I don't think. Mm. Seen him shot at by Daleks and whatnot, but yeah, not not just like regular goons firing machine guns at him. So from there, it's now Christmas morning, and Wilf <laughs> receives a book. Oh yeah, it is by Joshua Naismith, who is the man from the couple we keep. Yeah, seeing. so we fi- we finally got our first proper link so, but, but it's still like tenuous isn't it it's just like we don't know what the deal is here no no and like we say they're man and daughter and they have the master now yeah so we sort of know who they are we don't really know what they're about we don't know why they want the master necessarily mm-hmm. and it's at this point I think we got it wrong earlier where Will's watching yes. the Christmas yeah, speech yeah no no that was um... but it's the woman from before saying only he can help Yes, uh, she says that he must take arms, I believe. Yeah, so he goes upstairs and gets his old military pistol. Yeah. And meets the Doctor outside. And I like this bit where Doctor's mo- uh, sorry, Donna's mum yeah. interrupts them. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. So they just, they just walk off. Like, <laughs> yeah. They've just got like, no... Bye-bye. They've had enough adventures that <laughs> yeah. they're like so sick of Donna's mum. It's yeah. just like, see you later. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then, so she's sort of railing her, and, and Donna comes out, and she's just like, 
He keeps shouting at the thin air. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Uh, yeah. I like the fact Wilf just goes, thought the TARDIS would be cleaner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah totally not, not that fussed about how big it is. It's just like, yeah. it would be cleaner. Yeah. And then, uh, this is where it all gets a bit manic as well. So, Naismith is operating the gate. Um, we still don't know what it is, but yeah. we know he's got two technicians helping him. Yes. They say, oh, we're going downstairs to check something. Yeah. And they're aliens? Yeah. You think they're just going down to have a quickie, but then it turns out they're cactuses. Yeah. And they're similar to the guy that was on the Titanic. Badakafalata. There we go. I was going to let you say that. <laughs> but again, it's a little bit like the... Is it the Absorbaloth who has like an an enemy race that are really similar yeah, to well, himself. He, yeah, he's like related to the Slitheen. That's right. Yeah. Whereas these, yeah, these are related, um, is it Venvicis or something like that? It sounds sort of Italian. But anyway, yeah, so, so a similar, like, uh, sounds like maybe evolved from the same sort of, it's just a different branch of the same evolutionary tree. So, Naismith acquired the gate when Torchwood fell. So, yeah. had Torchwood been cancelled by this point? I think so, probably. Yeah. Again, I've not seen Torchwood, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to say for definite, but, but there was some kind of, like, yeah, whatever. I, di- I didn't know if that was just, like, a plot point in Torchwood, or if it was just... I feel like there. it must be. Oh, you, you, they would have written that line a bit differently were it not the case, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. And this is where we get the revelation that the gate is actually an immortality gate. It can rejuvenate cells... Yeah. And mend biological creatures. Yeah. And in the room, as they're saying this, the master realises the doctor is close. Yeah. And the doctor does land in the building, Naismith's like headquarters, uh-huh. and he makes the TARDIS a second out of sync. So we've seen that with the is it the Scorpion Nebula? Oh right, yes, yeah, with uh, the in, in the stolen earth. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same concept. Yeah. So the Doctor, we get a little bit of comedy in this, in that he's talking to the girl who's the technician, and yeah. he says, "Why are you wearing a shimmer?" Yeah. And she says, "Well, what's a shimmer?" And he just shouts, "Shimmer!" <laughs> yeah. Uses a sonic, sonic screwdriver to take it down. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out these aliens are a salvage team that had come to recover the gate yeah. as the Master's fixing it. And it turns out the gate can't just mend people and organisms. It can repair whole planets. Yeah. So we then get a Christmas Day speech from President Obama. Or the back of President Obama's head because yeah. it's obviously an actor that... Has a passive yeah, it's a double, and then they use a bit of uh, yeah. We haven't really mentioned as well. That's another thread that's going through this. Is that like, I mean, this was quite close off the back of Obama's uh, election when everyone did kind of put him on this pedestal a bit as this kind of man that was going to fix America, mm-hmm. Barry, which of course he wasn't really able to do because he never actually like had control of. Congress, I don't mm. think so. Basically, everything he wanted to do was just voted down indefinitely. Um, but yeah, they, and it's again, it's like I feel like RTD maybe likes the idea of politics, but doesn't really pay much attention to it because it was like 
the idea of like Obama's going to fix the world economy on with a speech on Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't ring true to any semblance of reality, does so, it? As he's having his speech, the yeah. master climbs into the gate. Yeah. And sets himself as the template for humanity. Yes. And it sort of broadcasts that signal out across the earth. Yeah. And everyone who is human becomes the master. The master. Yeah. Except Donna. Yeah. Who is obviously now part Time Lord. Yeah. Because she's the Doctor Donna. Wilf. Because of reasons. I forget exactly what. Does the Doctor do something? I don't know why he does. Oh, he does. He he puts him in that radiation. Oh, chamber. right. So he's protected from that from it because. Of yeah. That. So again, or is he? No, it's not. Then he goes in it later. Is he in the TARDIS off world? Maybe I forget exactly where Wilf is or how he avoids it. But he does anyway. Let's move on. It doesn't matter. I don't. No, because he's tied up, isn't he? Because the Doctor and Wilf are yeah. tied up facing each other. Are they? Is that this point? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, they've been captured. Yeah. I don't know why Wilf is it. Yeah, changed. he must be there because his yeah. phone rings. Yes, when yeah. Donna calls. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There must be a reason. Uh, RTD would have written some mumbo jumbo line as to why Wilf isn't changed. I, would, I, I, I don't know because there's people in the room. Yeah, get turned into the master. Yeah. Never Let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> so he calls it the master race. Yeah. I always feel like RTD had the thought of that poor taste pun and works backwards from there yeah. uh, <laughs> so this first episode ends with the revelation that Timothy Dalton yeah. is a time lord yes and Gallifrey is still around I mean we can address we, do you want to address that now or in the later scenes where we go on we okay. may as well talk about so it the, 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 in that moment they are they are in the time war which is yes. time locked so they're kind of like in that sort of bubble of time uh, which they cannot escape from, where the time war is taking place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's effectively happening at a different time to the rest of the episode. Yes. Yeah. So the second episode opens with this sort of time lord committee. Yes, it's the High Council. Okay. Gallifrey. So is that a consistent? Yeah. Factor. They're yeah well known. Absolutely, and those fancy robes that they've got with the ridiculous collars, mm-hmm. that's very much in keeping with classic Time Lord garb. Okay, what about the President? Yeah, the Lord President. Who? So is that a position or is that a title like the Doctor? No, it is a position. It's it's uh, the, the, they, they have an elected Lord President. Right. Okay. Um, we can talk about who he is, but his name drop doesn't happen until later, if you like. So we can discuss it now or later. We'll, we'll discuss it later because whilst I got the name drop, I don't know who. Yeah, that is. it's very much that was a, a for the fans moment, right? So, yeah. so in their little council meeting, they say that the Doctor has the moment to destroy Dalek and Time Lord alike. Yeah. So the moments we can presume must be whatever device he used to right make that i didn't know if that was something i should know no i don't think so it's it's just because we've only he's only ever like alluded to what he did 
during the Time War and, and how he ended it by destroying both the Daleks and the Time Lords. We've never actually seen that happen. or So, yeah, RTD is just spinning it from nowhere right. at the moment. So Why he Sounds cool. then fries a woman that dare question his authority. Yeah. He's got like an infinity gold. He basically does, yeah. I, I can't help but feel like, I mean, it sounds far-fetched, but... If Boris Johnson had access to an Infinity Gauntlet and could just immediately shut down anyone that disagreed yeah. with him at the moment, I wouldn't put it past him. Nope. So, and yeah. It turns out this meeting's occurring on the last day of the Time War. Yes, yeah. So they, the, the Time Lords are desperate. Now, he says he will not die. Yeah. Which is what we've heard the Master say. Yeah. So part of me thought... Is this the master from the past? Oh, yeah, is good it the, theory. Is yeah. it the pastor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, that's a strong thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought there must be some sort of link. Yeah. Because yeah. their behaviour is very similar. Mm. So, back with the Doctor and Will. They're tied up. And the master declares, now that he has his master race, he wants to make Earth a warship. And Donna calls Wilf because... She's been identified as still alive on Earth. Yeah. All the masters in that area are chasing her. Yeah. So she freaks out and fires out an energy blast. So it turns out the doctor gave her like a defense mechanism if ever she was in such trouble. Sure, why not? Feels a bit convenient, but (laughs) I'll go with it. So the doctor implores the master to join him again. And we get the master's backstory told again yeah. about looking into the time vortex and going mad and yeah. yeah so the doctor says the most unbelievable thing about the master is how stupid he is mm. because he didn't notice one of the guards is an inch taller than he should be and it turns out it's the cactus alien man yeah before who knocks out the master yeah then they run about for a bit <laughs> yeah very <laughs> much so then they get caught and then the girl cactus teleports them to space. Yeah. We oh. don't need to go into all detail, do we? There's, no. a, there's a bit of nonsense with the Doctor on a on a trolley going down some stairs. All gets a bit last of the summer line, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Wilf is absolutely amazed by outer space. Yeah. We know he's him. got a love for telescopes. I think when yeah. we see him get his bed, get his gun from out under his bed, yeah. he has posters of outer space on yeah, his Yeah, he does. It's you know He's a keen amateur astronomer. And all of a sudden he is seeing Earth from space, something he never thought he would see. So, the Doctor uses the sonic screwdriver to disable the ship. Yeah. He doesn't want them anywhere near Earth at the moment. And at the other end, the Master destroys the teleporter, so the Doctor is stranded in yeah. space. So, the Master's plan then is to get the world population who are now all the master yeah. to listen to the sound of drums so he can triangulate a signal and find its source. Yes. It turns out that the Time Lords that we've seen in this meeting sent the sound of drums back in time to the master as a child. Yes. So that at this point he would be able to find out it was them... Yeah, they, it creates that link and it gives them essentially a passageway out of the time war. Yes. So they say rather than just this sound being the link, they need a physical link 
Yeah. So he throws a diamond through time? Yes. He's got an infinity gauntlet. Let it go. I mean... <laughs> I, I didn't get that at all. No. So Timothy Dalton just throws, throws it Throws it, like, into a hologram of Earth, but then it becomes, like, a shooting star, yeah. like, like a meteorite in a, on Earth, and it actually crash lands. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Master then, finds it, and we find out it's yeah. a white point star. Sure. Is yeah. that relevant? I don't think so. I mean, maybe it's referenced in some classic thing, and I've never come to it, but... Because later they go, oh, there's only one place they yeah. come from, Gallifrey. Yeah, I think that's that's the only thing he needed it to be something that was unique to that planet. So Wilf begins looking for the Doctor on the ship. Yeah. Uh, finds himself lost, but when he turns around, the woman that keeps appearing to him is yeah, there. She's back. Yeah. And when Still Wilf, mysterious. Yeah, but she doesn't really say much, does she? Yeah, just there. sort of reminds. Come on, Wilf. I, th- I think it's basically just it's more a fact that because these two episodes were broadcast a week apart, they need you need to they needed to re-establish that this mysterious woman existed for viewers that maybe had forgotten in their post-Christmas thug. So Wilf then does find the Doctor, and they have a real heart to heart. Yeah, and it's one of the good scenes between the Doctor and Wilf. Absolutely it so is. So it's at uh, this point the Doctor says he'd be proud if Wilf was his dad. Yeah. And he so says... That's a sort of reference to, like, earlier the Doctor, the Master had mockingly referred to Wilf as, oh, your dad's yeah. back, is he? Yeah. yeah. So, if the Master dies, mankind is saved. That's yeah. how the Doctor sort of levels it to yeah. Wilf. Yeah. And Wilf cries at the idea of taking the life even you know i think did they talk about the war and they're like oh you never took life and he's like well you say that as if i should be yeah yeah yeah, don't yeah don't say that like it's shameful Mm. yeah and um yeah he's reminiscing about like being uh you know caught in a skirmish with bullets flying in all directions and you know just 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 a boy basically um and uh, he also, I think, in this scene, made it's, it's the grimmest note in the whole thing, but played so well. He asks her, he says, "My wife's down there, buried mm. down there. Do you think he's changed them all like, in their graves?" And the doctor doesn't really answer that question, yeah. which strongly implies it's not a pleasant answer. So, yeah, and so, but but then he he hands him the gun and says to him. If, if it will change them back, don't you dare prioritise him over all of those people. The, the Doctor threw out, Wilf's tried to hand him that gun, yeah, and he's refused yeah. and refused. Yeah. And then, at the point, he realises that the Time Lords are returning, so the Master contacts them and says, I've got a white point star. Yeah. He just snatches the gun straight yeah. away from Will. Yeah, and, and, and the, you know Will's, shit's gonna go. Yeah, down. and Will and Will saying like, but the Time Lords are your people. They're back. That isn't that a good thing? And yes, the snatching of the gun prominently uh, suggests the opposite, doesn't it? Yeah. So I think the Doctor says, "Well, that's how I choose to remember them." Yes. But he acknowledges that deep into the war, yeah. they've changed. Yeah. They've become as monstrous as the Daleks. Yeah. So. The Master tries to reopen the pathway to Gallifrey. He puts the diamond in his machine yeah. and everything starts to work. We cut to Gallifrey where the High Council 
are sort of rousing the people and yeah. say, you know, this is the day Gallifrey falls on the yeah. day it rises. Um, but back on his ship, the Doctor begins to rally his own troops. Uh-huh. I think he says something like, oh, if there's one thing I've learnt on Earth, there's a phrase, in the darkest hour can arouse, you know, the greatest <laughs> yeah. bravery. He just screams, Alonzi. Yeah. I quite like that, because I don't think I'd really acknowledge how much of, like, a nice catchphrase slash battle cry that had become yeah and we it haven't is. seen it in this episode yet. yeah yeah it's a it's a good one to, to to end it on yeah so earth now knows the location of the ship that the doctor is on so they launch all their missiles and we get some terrible cgi yeah but wilf and the cactus alien man because it's a mining ship mm-hmm. it's got mining lasers yeah so they take to the turrets to yeah. shoot them down. And it's all basically just Doctor Who trying to do Star Wars. Yeah, it just seemed an excuse to put Wilf in a turret yeah. so they could shake him round yeah. and show what a whale of a time he's having. Yeah, and on that level, I'm fine with it. Mm. It's fun. It's it's incredibly daft. And as, I, as I said before, Doctor Who doesn't really do action scenes very well. But it's 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 fun. Now, the Doctor heads to the Master at this point. Yeah. And the Time Lords begin to appear. And they say that in the Council there was only two people that opposed them. Mm -hmm. And they say they'll face their punishment. They are the Weeping Angels of Gallifrey. Well, no, what he says is they will stand... It's alright, they will stand in testament to their shame, like the Weeping Angels of old, is the phrase, I believe. So that's just a little link. It yeah, just a little little soup. It goes no teaser. further than that. Yeah. Okay. Make of that what you will. Well, I've just put in my notes. Are the weaving angels time lords? Yeah, maybe. But then at the same time, they're like weird, horrible monsters when you see them up close. Yeah. Who knows? So as the time lords begin to appear, the Doctor crashes onto the floor, and this is where we get the big revelation of the Master's plan. So, he needed to take charge of all the humans so he could rise Gallifrey. And the reason he wanted to do that is so he can implant himself in all the Time Lords. So, he never really, his plan never stopped at taking charge of the humans. It was always about gaining control of the Time Lords. Now, the Doctor says, you know, you haven't been listening to my prophecy. It's not about someone will return, it's something will return. And the entire planet of Gallifrey just, <laughs> just appears up. next to Earth. Yeah. I mean, do we need to talk about how what impact that would have on Earth's gravity? Yeah, yeah. It would, just, um, it would just suck us straight in and it would decimate both planets. But, <laughs> yeah, let's, so, let's ignore that. Wilf comes to help the Doctor, but it's at this point he's put into the radiation chamber. Yeah. So the gate requires so much power. I think I, I think he's put in because he he volunteers to go in to let another the other engineer in there escape yeah. because everyone is fleeing whilst you know the the time lords are coming in. It's just mad panic. So the Naismiths and all of their employees are just legging it out of this. Uh, That's right. Because yeah. they've all been restored. They 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 they're no longer the master. Yeah. They've all been restored to humanity. That's right. Yeah, and so just legging it. For the gate to work, there's this radiation chamber yeah. where the radiation is vented, yeah. but you can only have one person in it at a time to yeah. operate it. So it's almost like an airlock system? Yes. So 
for one person to be released, another person has to come in. Yeah. So the doctor says, you know, you haven't just brought Gallifrey back. You're bringing back the entire time war. Yeah. So all the horror he's tried to escape is coming back. Yeah. Um, so he, he starts reading things off, not just the Daleks, but uh, a bunch of other stuff we haven't seen. The Midnight Child and... Yeah. Or was it? I don't know. The Nightmare Child, sorry. Yeah. And, and, and then uh, isn't it nonsense. just like the mister of something and his men of... I don't know. Probably. It's, awesome. a, it's, it's just a load of words. It's yeah. just words. So, <laughs> in order to stop this, the Time Lords did just decide, we're just going to end time. Yeah. To stop the war, we'll end time. Will it exist as like celestial beings? Yeah, it's like beings of pure consciousness. Yeah. Is what the Lord President says. So, the Doctor draws the gun on the President. Yeah. Then he draws it on the Master. Yeah. And we go back and forth and back yeah, and forth. Yeah, he's kind of like caught between. Because two we find out that the link to Gallifrey is all in the Master's head. Yeah. So if we shoot the Master, that ends everything. Yes. And he has a look back to the President, and we realise that the weeping. Time Lord is the lady from earlier? Yes. I still don't know who she is. So, he shouts to the master, I only have one thing to say to you. Get out the way. Yeah. As he moves, the doctor does fire the gun at the machine. Yes. So that is what starts to disable any link. Yeah. The master then shouts, you get out the way. The doctor moves out the way and the master electrocutes the president man. Mm-hmm. With his magic zapping powers that he has at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So everything goes to shit. Yeah. The time laws disappear. The the um the, the, the Lord President tries to zap uh the doctor, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it turns out that they just vanish. Yeah. Yeah. It, and we've so we have had the name drop at this point, haven't we, of who the Lord President is. Go on. Rassilon. Okay. Who is um a very pivotal figure in the history of the Time Lords, and his pivotalness depends very much on how much extended media, like novels and okay. audio things, you want to take on board. At the very least, like he was first introduced, well, he's certainly first depicted on screen in, in uh, the Five Doctors, which was the twenty-fifth anniversary special. Mm-hmm. Um, he is often attributed as basically being one of the architects of time lord society and like their ability to regenerate he had some involvement in the development of their ability to travel through time mm-hmm. so, so a a very pivotal figure right uh within time or society um so it makes sense he's been the president yeah yeah it makes sense he would cast timothy dalton because you need someone with oh, that kind of I, gravitas i didn't really mention it earlier yeah but Dalton is so good in this. He's enjoying he, he every plays moment, isn't he? the role. He is ice cold. Yeah. In this role, isn't he? Yeah. You get the sense that he reminds me a bit of Roose Bolton. Yes. From Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like he's a, a bad person, but he one hundred percent has conviction in his actions. Oh, absolutely. And he's so ice cold. He doesn't care. Yeah. What others think. I just love, like, when you've got those close ups, when he's addressing the High Council, he's like, boom, like, for Gallifrey, for victory, for the end of time itself. You can see, like, the flecks of spittle, you, you, like, you flying out. Can't. And it's, ah, oh, it's just like, love it. 
Yeah, amazing. So, but anyway, yeah, he's gone now. So, bye bye, Rassilon. So everything's gone to shit. But yeah. the Doctor's still alive. Yes, he's sort of curled up on the floor. Can't believe it. Yeah. He survived. Yeah, and then you hear it. Four knocks. Yeah, and it's Will trapped in the radiation chamber, just going, "Oh, can you let me out?" But knocking four times. And this broke my heart. Oh, I'm glad it landed for you. The yeah. fact that yeah. of all the people to yes. deliver the four knocks, it's, it's Wilf. Wilf. The, the hero. Yeah. I, I was absolutely beside myself. It's so, it's so tragic, isn't it? So we find out that the nuclear bolt is overloading. Yeah. Even the sonic screwdriver would set it off. Yeah. And Wilf demands that the Doctor leave him. He basically says, sacrifice me, you have to live. Yeah, yeah. And again, we get like the massive emotional performance from from Cribbins. Yeah. And it's brilliant. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's flawless, isn't it? It's absolutely flawless. And the Doctor says, you know, I could do so much and this yeah. is my reward. Yeah. It was like, I, it, again, it's heartbreaking. It's, 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 it, I, the thing I love about this moment is that it is beautiful and ugly at the same time. Mm. You are seeing the worst of the Doctor at the moment. In that moment, the the arrogance, the entitlement, the sense of like I'm important. You know, you you're just a nobody. I'm yeah. but I'm somebody, and I can. Be, but but and as he says, but this is it. This is my reward. Um, but he's he's that angry because he knows. He's the doctor. He saves people. He's not. He cannot uh, comply with what Will's saying. Will saying it and, and just mm. leave him. He can't do that. He has to go in and save him. So yeah. So he tells Wilf it's his honor to save yeah. his life. Yeah. It's calmed uh, down a, a tiny bit. So yeah. he absorbs all the radiation, and yeah. we see him collapse into a mess on the floor. Yeah. Now. This is the point yeah. I thought we were going to see the new Doctor. Yeah, just up pops Matt Smith and yeah. off we go. But so no. I think they even ruffle Tennant's hair. Yeah. I think it changes from shot I, to I shot. I think it is an intentional tease. Yeah, because I was paying pretty close attention yeah. at this point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's Tennant. Yeah. He just stands up, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. And Wilf says, oh, you've got some battle scars though. Yeah. And they immediately heal. And this yeah. is the point we realise the regeneration is happening. Yes, it has begun. So Wilf just grabs him. Yeah. And hugs him. Yeah. And we get a nice cut here where the Doctor's dropping Wilf back at home. Yeah. And it's almost as though the TARDIS sound is what rouses Donna. Yeah. So after she's done that big blast of energy, yeah, she's like KO at yeah. the moment. Um. And the doctor tells Wilf he'll see him again. Yeah. One more time. And um, Wilf says, like, what are you doing now? I think he says, to get my reward. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I'm not certain I really enjoy it. Well, there's bits I did and bits I yeah. didn't. It's, it's, a, it's a lot, isn't it? This sort of farewell tour he does. Because, especially because we've not long since seen it. Yeah. Well, I suppose in Doctor Who... What would it have been? A year? Year and a half? Yeah, it would have been a fair old time. Yeah, since uh, the end of Series 4 proper. So it feels like less time for us. But yeah. 
it is one last lap of honour for all of the characters that RTD has introduced. So, let's run through them. Yeah. We start with Martha, who's yeah. running through a battle zone. Yeah. And she runs into Mickey. And it yeah. turns out they're married now. Yeah. And I, I suppose that makes sense, because yeah. he was sort of vigilante, and she was working with Unit but never really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. So they've both gone freelance now and it, yeah, it makes sense. I I I'd enjoy that spin off, I think, more than some. Um, Especially they're fighting a Songtaran. Yeah. Which is fun, isn't and it? And he's got the jump on them. He's yeah. got his like almost like a sniper rifle locked on them. Yeah. And the doctor just appears and kills him. Well well knocks takes him out. Takes him out. Yeah, because remember they've got that vent on the back. Yeah, yeah. so he just whacks it with a mallet. Yeah, <laughs> so they way. look up and he sort of stares right. at them. Right. Doesn't uh, doesn't yeah. wave. That's the thing. That's the thing that I don't like about it is the fact that with most of these, he doesn't talk to the people. Mm. He doesn't give them a hug. He just sort of like, what kind of reward is that to just sort of stand there and look at? Them? I guess it's just because I think that we are literally looking at he's maybe got an hour, mm. you know. So he's just cramming them in, and he's just like got one moment to to just see these people so he then goes to see With Sarah Jane and yeah. fucking Luke I wouldn't have bothered <laughs> yeah yeah the whole scene is just yeah. it, it angers me as someone who loves Sarah Jane from the classic series it angers me what they do with her in, in RTD's she's, era she's the just, worst yeah. thing about Doctor Who Ugh. especially Luke's walking down the street he's like a normal person now yeah and he's on his phone chatting and he nearly gets hit by a car if the doctor wanted to win us over, <laughs> just let it happen. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. And of course, yeah. Luke's like going, "Mum, mum, she's yeah. not your mum. She found you in a factory." <laughs> All right. And icing on the cake. Not even any canine. No. At least give us a bit of canine. No. But no. No. Anyway. So, so moving he on. He saves him, and then he's like, "Oh look, it's the doctor." And at this point, he does wave. If you're going to wave, don't make it to these two spat yeah. hammers. Right? Surely Martha and Mickey deserve a wave. Yeah. Uh, like I say, Sarah Jane and Luke are the worst thing about this era of Doctor Who. Yeah. They should be put in the bin. Moving However, on. going back to one of the best things about this era of Doctor Who, he yeah. then goes to see Captain Jack. Brilliant. Yeah. And he's in like a space cantina. Yeah, it is. It's totally got, a Star got, Wars cantina, isn't it? We've got the Jadoon. We've got one of the little fat babies. Yeah, we've got the Slavine. They're all the aliens yeah. from RTD's era. They're all hanging out. And he's basically, the barman gives him a piece of paper. And he says, oh, it's from that gentleman over there. Yeah. The doctor gives him a nod. Yeah. And it says... His name is... Alonzo. Alonzo. Yeah. And it's the character played by Russell Tovey from the Titanic episode. Yeah. Which is good, because yeah. he gets a happy ending. He does. Yeah. Next up, we get one I didn't see coming. Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit of a curveball, this one. Yeah. So, we go. he goes to see Verity Newman. Yeah. The granddaughter of the nurse from Family of Blood, the one that the Doctor lived a happy and full life with. Yes. Fell in love with. And did you recognise with... We, we didn't mention it previously. In fact, it was the episodes... With it, uh, Verity Lambert and Sidney Newman. Yes. Two people very much involved in the uh, the creation of Doctor Who. So, um, yeah, hence the name. But anyway, yeah, so she's doing her book signing. 
So she's writing about her grandmother who talked of these adventures. I think maybe she like found an old diary or something. Yeah. So like she had sort of spun that into this book. Yeah. And she says, "Oh, who can I sign this book for?" And she he says, "The doctor." And she says, "Oh, that's funny. That's what my grandmother used to call yeah. Mr. Smith." And they sort of look at each yeah. other, and he says, "You know, was she happy in the end?" She says, "Yes." And he goes, "Were you happy in the end?" And he just walks off. Yeah, because he's not, is he? No, he's not. He's gonna die. How, so, what did you like that one? Yeah, I yeah. didn't see that coming, and you know, for as much as I moaned about family blood at the episode, that yeah. was the bit I really liked. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's nice acknowledgement of how much that meant to him. Yeah. Then yeah. the the last one, Donna's wedding. Well, sorry, not the last one. The next yeah. one, Donna's wedding. Yeah. And the doctor says, "Oh, I went back in time. Uh, I borrowed a quid off a kind guy." Oh. And it's and, and obviously it's it's Donna's, Donna's dad. dad. Yeah, and yeah. and we we complain like Donna's mum. For, for I think the the actress is great as Donna's mum. Yeah, but she's a bit of a harrier, not a not a nice character most of the time. But she is so human in that moment. Yeah. Her reaction to to hearing her husband's name, yeah, is so good and. Uh, yeah, it's just hands him an envelope. Yep, and when Donna opens it, she goes, oh, it's just a lottery ticket. What sort of cheap present is that? <laughs> she goes, oh, I suppose it's a treble, like, rollover. Yeah. yeah. And you just see Wilf just like, yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then you see him sort of tearfully yeah. waving goodbye. It's, it's that gif that I've seen for years yeah, yeah. of Cribbins. I've you never been able to contextualise it. Now you've got the context. He salutes and cries beautiful absolutely got me absolutely yeah. got me yeah and then this is the last one he goes back to 2005 yeah sees Rose with Jackie yeah and as his regeneration is starting to kick in he, Rose sort of notices him and goes are you alright mate bit, <laughs> bit much to drink yeah and you know, something like that he yeah. Said, yeah and he says oh what year is it she goes, oh, you must be drunk. It's 2005. And he sort of smiles and goes, I think you're going to have a really good year. Yeah. So that's even pre-Eccleston. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lovely... I think, does he not say a fantastic year? Oh, fact? maybe. Which I think oh, is... that's yeah, even better. Yeah, the acknowledgement of it being... Uh, yeah. Eccleston. Anyway. So, so, yeah. He struggles so, back to the TARDIS. The Ood appears to sing him to sleep. Yeah, could do without that. Yeah, because it's really, like, jarring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that happens. And he begins to regenerate and says, oh, I don't want to go. Those are his last words. And then, is it as a result of the energy from his regeneration that the TARDIS just goes so. batshit? Yeah. With hindsight, maybe just go to an open field. Regenerate yeah. there. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we get the regeneration. Yeah. And it's Matt Smith. Yeah. He worries he's a woman because he's got long hair. <laughs> yeah. He has to check he's got legs. Yeah, he's just, just checking he's got all the bits because you never know. Bit yeah. of a potluck uh, regeneration. Uh, and yeah, and then with a with a, uh, with a a shout of Geronimo. Yep. Off he goes. Yep. So there we go. Broken TARDIS. Yeah. So... End, end of an era. Yeah. And really, in more ways than one. End of Tenant, end of RTD. Yes. You will never watch another episode written by that man. Yeah. There's been some good ones. He is... 
We'll talk about it more next week because we're going to do obviously a big old wrap up of all of series four and these specials as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, it's one of those things where like I have a lot of good things to say about RTD as you'll hear next week. Um, but it's about time, isn't it? It feels like yeah. I mean, we're if, re- I'm ready to move on. If we go back last week to the waters of Mars, yeah. How many times have we seen a base under siege? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you and change? Yeah, definitely. And we're going to get one. Mm. Um, so that's very exciting. But we've got a bit of preamble before we get there. Mm-hmm. So next week, I think we'll, talk, we'll we'll save our thoughts of, you know, Tenant and, and all that. We'll, we'll save a lot of that for next week, I think, yeah. won't we? So, so join us for that when we will just rattle off all of our tangled emotions in this, in this sort of changing of the guard. Um, so until then, thanks very much for listening. And cheerio. Bye now. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod. And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who.